You're listening to Dime Stories, a podcast by the Kentucky Museum at WKU. Hi, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of Dime Stories, as we continue our virtual hammer-in. I'm Tiffany Iselhart, Development Manager at the Kentucky Museum. Today, we are talking with Jack Hubbard, a member of the Kentucky Forge Council who has spent the last 30 years as a knife maker and folk artist. First, um, how did you get involved in metalworking? I, I kind of forgot to ask you, you know, how you got into all this. Okay, uh, I've got the questions in front of me here, and I'll yeah. do the best I can with them. Yeah. All right. Uh, I had, uh, I moved to Woodbury in 1990, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Frank House, gun builder there, uh, he said, come over and... Uh, teach you about guns well anyway he got into some projects and his time to do anything he was you know pretty tied up so he says uh, well he said how about forging some knives i said okay and so i did it and uh july the 4th uh 1990 i think it was about 90 something degrees and humidity as it is you know in july in kentucky and uh, so that's how it started and uh I just uh, kind of went on from there. <laughs> yeah, know? so that's 30 years of knife making. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is awesome. So um, when, you, when you're designing a knife, how do, you, how do you think about the design process for knives? What's, like, your philosophy for that? Well, uh, 99% of the knives that I, that I forge are uh, antler handles, deer mm-hmm. antler handles. And... Um, I was going along and I thought I was doing pretty good. And the fellow says, you need to pay more attention to your handles. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's just something that you you see, you look at, but you don't necessarily see. And someone mm-hmm. else, uh, you know, made the suggestion. And uh, he was just trying to help me, you know, uh, do better, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so uh, I uh, started doing that. But a deer, a piece of deer antler, it has, you know, you can shave or uh, grind part of it off and, mm-hmm. and and alter the shape a little bit, but it pretty much dictates uh, what, uh, how the knife blade looks and that type of thing. And what I do is just early American stuff. So it doesn't have necessarily a design. It had you take what the handle gives you and that's what you, that's what I work with. And, mm-hmm. uh, I just try to, I, everything to me, <clears throat> excuse me. And that's the way I look at it. And so it's more of a folk art design as far as, you know, I don't copy anything. You use, you use other, you see other stuff and you, it, it, it inspires you or not. And, yeah. uh, you know, you, you don't necessarily copy anyone's work, but yet you do, uh, it, you know, it just goes into your computer there and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you do, I mean, you know, it, it's, you don't play, you don't try to plagiarize, but you know, everyone, everyone has ideas from everyone else. It's just, it's the nature of the beast. Yeah. So it's kind of like, um, like I know, like Da Vinci used to describe sculpture as, part seeing what your material gives you but also kind of building off of what people have done before you 
and, and these tra- yeah, yeah these yeah. traditions that are passed down yeah. um so, so would you say that's like your favorite aspect of the knife making process or is there there's something else in the process that's that's really fun and engaging for you well i you have to enjoy forging or you <laughs> you wouldn't do it i mean <laughs> yeah. you know i mean it's it's kind of like well it's just part of what you have to do i mean mm-hmm. and if you go into it uh, not wanting to do it then you're going to wind up with something that looks like that so uh I, you know i just i enjoy it all uh, there's some days that uh you'll, you'll you'll go out build a fire and start and after a little bit you just stop rake the fire out of the, out of the forge and because mm-hmm. it's not going to work i mean yeah and it shows in your work if you force something and there's some guys i guess that can do it i can't do it and it's just you know if it if it uh, if it, if i'm not enjoying it i don't i just don't do it that day or that particular time okay yeah. So um, our final question would be, uh, what advice would you give to someone who's interested in learning more about knife making? Well, if, you know, if, uh, if you want to be a, you know, a metal worker forge, you know, that works in a, mm-hmm. with a forge. Um, yeah. First thing I'd say is you need to learn the mechanics. And because, I mean, without the mechanics, you're just, really not going to ever accomplish anything and the knife has to be uh, a use it's a tool and it has to be first and foremost to me a tool and it's the form follows function type thing uh, you can add the artistic part of it later on but that's another you know you'll look at uh, you know blade magazine or some of the other stuff and now I guess it's Google and, uh, or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot more on there and you look at that and it'll influence you one way or the other. And there's, you know, uh, like say, I like, uh, 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 the folk art aspect of it. It's like hot rods, you know, the old rat, rat rods, they call it. Yeah. I like, I like a lot better than I do the shiny trailer Queens. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, my buddies up in Indiana, uh, he's got on his hot rod, he's got well over a hundred thousand miles on it and he drives it every day. It's not raining or snowing just about, he drives it. And, uh, so to me, a knife has to be a very usable part, but as, uh, mm-hmm. as far as getting interested in it, you just have to find someone who will teach you and all the little secrets and stuff. You'll either learn them or you won't. So, uh, you know, you just have to learn the mechanics first and then, after that, you start, I guess, developing uh, your own style, much like a musician or a painter or anything else. Yeah. So, so coming to the uh, the Forge Council meetings would probably be a good start then. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because there's <laughs> yeah. some fellows in there. And the thing about it is there's so many uh, other things that you do besides uh, forging that uh, I guess what indirect, indirectly uh, influence how you look at what you're doing you know there's some mm-hmm. guys that they do knives and then they'll build sheaths i'm the worst knife sheath builder in the world i just <laughs> I, you know yeah i guess i just haven't applied myself but i don't care anything about it and and uh, therefore i don't you know i just uh, i make them up out of pizza boxes staple them together and that's about as good as <laughs> i do I call them my my own custom sheets, you know, but, yeah. you know, you just have to, you have to want to learn the basics and of, uh, 
and after everything is said and done, how to heat treat uh, and uh, temper and you know, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't use any exotic metals or anything. Most of mine is just pretty much uh, 1095, uh, 1070, 5160, mm -hmm. and that's just about it. And uh, uh, so, if I feel I can, you know, make a a, a good knife out of those, I, I don't, I don't know anything about the exotics. Like I say, the exotic metals are, are. Uh, you know that type of thing but you just yeah. have to learn the basics and go from there oh, that sounds good well thank you so much jack it was an honor to talk to you about <laughs> well, thank you very much i appreciate it thank you. all right thanks special thanks to jack for being part of our virtual hammer in be sure to tune in next week as we continue to discuss metalworking with eleanor davidson focusing on her journey from student to working artist thanks for listening